This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. Welcome into the Ingalls Studios here at ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. Yep. This hour of the program brought to you by Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. It's a Thursday. That means there's football in the NFL tonight. Your Thursday night football, Patriots and the Rams. We'll get into that discussion later on in the program. I'll give you a hint of my take on it. It's very <laughs> similar to that, you know, that, that line that I use about cars and squirrels. You're in the sports tank. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. All right, it's ESPN Asheville. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. I'm Tank Spencer. And coming up this weekend in college football right here on ESPN Asheville, you will hear the North Carolina Tar Heels take on the Miami Hurricanes, a top 20 matchup between the two ACC schools. It'll be right here, uh, 2.30 pregame, 3.30 kickoff. We'll talk about it in the next hour with the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Jones Angel. Joins us every Thursday afternoon at 4 o'clock. We'll talk some basketball with him as well. But, I mean, that really, that is the premier matchup of the weekend, right? I believe so, yeah. And there's not a lot of, this is a good week in the NFL. It's not a great week in college. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to level with you. Picking uh, all the games that I pick a week, it's, it's gotten fun. Yeah. You know. There was a there was a uh, a uh, oh I blanked on the team name. Oh, I don't remember. We've got like twelve games uh, that were originally on the schedule that have been postponed or canceled for this week. Yeah, there was an incarnate word. That's who it incarnate was. Incarnate yeah, word. They were supposed to play Arkansas State this week. Yes, that was that one was on the docket at one time. Is Ricky Williams still coaching there? You know, I he was, was at one point. Was he really? He was. He was like the assistant coach or something at Incarnate Word. I did not know that. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. I'm just recalling talking about it at one point. Nope, doesn't look. Nope, don't look, look like, like he is. Okay, all right. Who knows where Ricky is? Ricky doesn't even know where he is half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would wager Josh Gordon's close by. Oh, we do have two college football games tonight. Are you gonna make picks on those? Yeah, green on green coming up in just a little while. <laughs> We got another top 25 matchup in the SEC. I did not realize that Missouri had slipped into the top 25. Which is the most disgusting thing I think I've, you've ever said out loud on the show. <laughs> Missouri at 5-3 and three is number 25 in the country. They'll take on number 9 Georgia on Saturday at noon. It feels like it's been a month, at least a month, since I've seen Georgia Bulldog football. I, there's a part of me that wonders if there's any coaches in the uh, in the coaches poll that just get to 15 and go, I'm done. I'm not doing 16 through 25. Yeah, grad I'm assistants out. finish it. Yeah, I, I, well, they do that anyway. I'm talking about do, do they just hand it to the to the 
media relations guy and go, do not put 10 more teams on this. Not in 2020. No. We don't have 10 more that deserve to be no, ranked. we have a top 15. That's all it is. <laughs> we get I mean, the US, USC, BYU, done. Bye. We realize that's how you would do it. 100% that's how I would do it. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I, I'd go one step further than that. I'd get to seven, and I'm done. <laughs> I don't play anymore. After Cincinnati, it's irrelevant. I don't want to play. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah. At the okay. bottom end of this, I'm getting to NC State and Colorado and Missouri. I right. don't want to play anymore. Right. Uh, there's there's very very little that's left to be decided. We're we're pretty much at the point in the college football season. I think that's why you're seeing uh, more cancellations. It's because we don't have to have these because games. teams don't care, right? You got Cincinnati and Tulsa got called off this week Who because cares? they play next week, right? They're gonna, why play back to back weeks? We saw this last year when Cincinnati played Memphis back-to-back weeks. We don't need to see it again. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Really look at the games that have canceled. There's at least one team that's just looked at this and gone, I think we're good. Yeah. I think we can just stop. I hope this doesn't become a trend, though. Like, outside of coronavirus times. Like, I just don't want to play. Can we just not? It won't be. You won't see teams tapping out. Can we just not do this? Can we can we just play college football like Survivor? It's you just, lose your third game and then you just stop. Yeah. Now, now, granted, I will say that you know some of these decisions that are getting made. I don't doubt that some of them are really rooted in this is a this is a risk for our players. But I think a lot of it is also it's it's not necessary. We don't the, need to play. Yeah, I, I have a funny feeling that Kansas looked at Texas and went, "Could we not? Could we just not?" Uh, Do we need to have you come here to know that you're going to beat us 63 to nothing? Right. Really? I would much rather see forfeits, though. Than just calling the game oh, off. Oh, just, be, just being just, done? Right. And just being like, oh, well, this game got canceled. It doesn't count. No, no, no. You canceled the game. Uh, you take the L. I, I would be down for that. Yeah. By the way, Michigan. I, Michigan gets the L, and we don't have to have this Ohio State fracas again. By the way, I have to state this just because it's the funniest stat I've seen this week. Mm-hmm. Kansas played nine games this year. Okay. Do you know what the combined score of those games was? Oh, no clue. 376 to 119. Jeez. That is getting deboed every time you go out. Man, that's a point differential almost on par with the New York Jets. It's more than the Jets. Thank you. <laughs> it's more than the Jets. Thank you. We haven't lost by that much. Hadn't been good. Hadn't been that bad. Hadn't been that bad. Oh, Les Miles. That 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 whole thing that has really out worked well. it out great, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You ever think he just looks around and goes, what am I doing here? <laughs> I was on top of the world. I was a national championship coach, and here I, I am. I have a national championship ring, and now I'm at Kansas. Woof. I don't think anybody's ever going to win in Kansas. Do you know what his combined record is there? It's been two years. He's three and eighteen. Yeah. Ugh. That is just abysmal. Mm-hmm. And he's still the best coach they've had in what, fifteen years? Well, I mean, he's contending with like Charlie Weiss and uh-huh. Ugh. <laughs> Their wins are over Indiana State, Boston College, and Texas Tech. Woof. Boston College. That was last year. That was before. Oh. That was before they had a you know good coach. Okay, place. I was gonna say. 
That's I don't remember them playing. <laughs> I last, thought we weren't playing. Yeah, I thought we weren't playing uh, non-conference games this year. Yeah, it was last year. Okay, fair enough. They don't have any wins this year. They're zero and nine. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Les Miles has got to be kicking himself. Like, why because am I doing this? Am I really? Th- do I need the money this bad? And here's the thing: Where does he go from here? Nowhere. Home. Nowhere. Right. Like this is this is the end. Nobody's gonna get. I, I mean, unless he goes to FCS. I mean, if, if I mean, I'm it, Les Miles, I'm going home. Like I, I just want to go sit in my chair and watch Matlock <laughs> and Perry Mason. I mean, he might be able to take over for uh, Randy Edsel when he uh, when he leaves oh, yeah, the UConn program. Uh, yeah, there's another great job. <laughs> the UConn job. There are actually people that get excited to go to UConn football games. Are there? I, I mean, there's like four of them. But, okay. I mean, I don't know their names, but they're out there. I mean, I, I don't, I don't believe I, you. I don't believe you. Well, I mean, they have fans that show up <laughs> at their games. So I think they're all just students looking for something to do. Like, there's nothing left to do, so why not? We'll go to the football game. I'll be well, fine. It is Stores, Connecticut. So, Right. What else can you do in stores, Connecticut? Is there a casino somewhere nearby? Oh, yep. wait. Mahigan's half of them can't get in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're under 21, you can't go gamble. Is it sad? That's the rule. Is it sad that I knew there was a casino really close to the University of Connecticut? Uh, no, we all expected you to know that. The Sports Tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. And how many times are we going to go back down this path? Apparently last night, Marshawn Lynch was on uh, Conan O'Brien. And when Conan said, would you ever come back to play in the NFL? Marshawn responded, if the situation is right, then I mean, it could happen. I've been asked the question by a couple of teams here recently. Like, are you ready? I'm ready if you're Super Bowl ready, was his response. He will consider coming back to play this year in the NFL, but he says if anybody's going to reach out to him, they better be a Super Bowl contender, or they're not, or he's not going to be interested in taking a uh, a spot on that roster. Now, of course, this opens up Seattle Seahawks. It's his former team. They're not really going to use him. They don't really have a need for him. But there is one Super Bowl contender that. We don't really believe in their running backs at all. In fact, Jeremy has talked incessantly since their loss this past week about how bad their backup running backs are. And the Pittsburgh Steelers may be able to call on beast mode. Yeah, he's not an improvement. In the last two years, he has barely 100 carries uh-huh. and just a hair over 400 yards. Mm-hmm. I believe... I'll pass. Well, he came back last year, and he at least scored some touchdowns for the Seahawks. Oh, did he? Uh, he had 12 carries for 34 yards and a touchdown. That's what he did. In the regular season. He uh, scored three yeah. touchdowns in the postseason, uh, though. whoop de doo Well, I mean, if you're looking for a little extra punch. Yeah. Did, did, would you, all right, let's go down that path. Do you know how many carries he had in the postseason? Seven. 18 <laughs> for 33 yards and three touchdowns. Right. But he's here. We'll use you like a bowling ball. We'll yep. put you into the one yard line. He's a guaranteed battering ram. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'll pass. I'll stick with James Conner. 
Not saying he'll, he'll get all the tote. I'm just saying they, there could be a spot for him with that team. Yeah, I stop doing this or just stop it. The Buffalo Bills. I, I frankly, I don't think Barry Sanders could run on that team. So I, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Last season, Indiana Pacers assistant coach Dan Burke wasn't much of a fan of 76ers star Joel Embiid. These days, however, Embiid says their relationship has changed just a little bit. Would you like to take a guess as to why? Why? Because they're on the same team. Doc Rivers hired him as the new defensive assistant of the Philadelphia 76ers. If you're wondering why this was a problem, Burke had some less than ideal things to say about Philadelphia and Joel Embiid. He was quoted as saying, I hate that team. I really wanted to win that game. I think Embiid gets away with a bunch of crap the league ignores, and it would have been a good one to just walk away with. And now you're on the same team. This is why Herman Edwards was 100% right when he said, Don't press in! (laughs) You might wind up together. Yeah, don't burn bridges. But now, apparently, they're very good friends. Mm -hmm. Embiid says, We're great. I think he's a great guy. We've actually been very close since we got here. Isn't that just warm and fuzzy? Wonderful. You know there's part of him going, I would rock you if I got the opportunity. (laughs) I will go uh, Bobby Portis on you so fast. Yeah, I will. I will steal all of your tater tots at the lunch table. <laughs> oh, see, that's them's fighting words right there. Oh, that's your line. That's my Somebody line. stealing your tater tots is yes. your line. Yes. And who's surprised? Show of hands. No hands. Nope. That's no what hands. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Paul George is now very much richer than he was. He gets the max extension with the Los Angeles Clippers. Four years, $190 million. And that brings his uh, new five-year total to 226 Paul George is uh, hes fine. He's not a championship-level player. Yeah. You, you put him in the category of Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, he's he's a decent enough player. I think he's a real good player. Mm-hmm. But he comes up small when he's supposed to come up big. Yeah. And I, I'm good. I mean, they had to do this. You gave up a billion draft picks and pick swaps and things like that to get him here. Mm-hmm. But now the question is, uh, do they do the same with Kawhi? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. So you, they'll keep these guys to. together for the next five years or yeah, six years at and least. And you're not particularly good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just not. I mean, they're still going to be a contender in the West. No, they're not. Really? All right, let's play this game. Name the third best player on that team. Lou Williams. Woo. Salt and Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou. That's yeah, what it was. Salt and Pepper doesn't make any sense. Lemon Pepper makes all <laughs> salt, the sense in the world. That's catfish. That's yeah. <laughs> salt and pepper catfish. Yeah, he's. I just look at the Clippers and go, well, you're stuck. I mean, it's just a lot of, I mean, it's Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. First of all, they don't have many guards. But, oh, they got Luke Kennard. That'll do it. Uh-huh. I, ugh. Uh, I, I just look at that team and go, you're nowhere near as good as you were a year ago. I didn't like him And now college. the Lakers are even better. Right. And Denver's better. Because the Lakers just got your sixth man. Yeah. <laughs> they just got Montrez Harrell. I don't know. I just look at the Clippers and go, you're never going to break this. It, 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 there will never be 
a a NBA Finals appearance for this Clippers team. I, I, I see no path to it. Yeah, you know you've got Pat Beverly and Serge Ibaka. Woo! Look at you. You got you're doing stuff. You're doing stuff. Doing stuff. But they got Zubac, and I mean he's good, right? Uh, ish. Of like a Zubac, he's fine. Uh, across town, they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Well, I mean, obviously that's okay. Then obviously that's not and Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma and Mark Gasol. Yeah, I don't like your chances. Mm-hmm. And let's be really honest: if you really are being, if you're being real genuine here, there are a few other teams in the West that you look at and go, you, "They're as good as you, if not better." Denver is as good as them, if not better. Mm-hmm. I mean, secret time. You told me I can have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, or I can have Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Don't even talk about the Michael Porter Jr. part of this. I like the Denver side better. Yeah. I just do. Mm-hmm. I like Jamal Murray better than I like uh, Paul George. And it's not all that close. Is Utah better? No. Is, I don't think they are. Is Dallas better? Dallas has the pieces to be better. Portland? No. Memphis. What? By the way, can I just ask this? Okay. What am I missing with Damian Lillard? That top 100 poll that we were talking about? Yeah. Do you know where they had Damian Lillard? Top 10. He was seven. Yeah. He was ahead of Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. Stop that. That's not. Stop that. That's disingenuous and you know it. Don't sit there nodding. He scores a said, lot of points. And he's and a he, sieve. Of course he is. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, oh, especially God. when people do these rankings. That's why James Harden is always in the he's top ahead of 10. J- he's ahead of James Harden. And I can see it because he's younger. And he hits him from half court. This is this, this list buckets. has nothing to do with how old you are. This is best player in the NBA today. Okay. I just don't get it. I, I really don't. He pours I mean, in he's buckets, ahead of Jason Tatum. Rely- see, that's I would wrong. rather have Jason Tatum. I would, than- too. I would, too. He's ahead of Jokic. I'd rather have Jokic, and it's not all that close. Yeah, I think it. Was, I think that's closer. But okay, closer. Yeah. Which, which one would you rather have? I mean, Jokic it, is the best passing big I mean, man in Jokic. NBA history. Right? It's Jokic. I just I think Damian Lillard gets a lot of credit that I don't understand. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying you've got him ahead of Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, and Jason Tatum. That doesn't right. make any sense to me. Right. Well, I mean, people people like stat stuffers. I don't. They like flashy points, and that's why Russell Westbrook and James Harden and Damian Lillard, there's always going to be respect for these guys out there in the media because they put up big points. Go out and you average, what, 33 points a night or whatever, scoring 60 once a month. You're going to get props as one of the best players in the NBA. But Portland's not better than the Clippers. Memphis isn't. Okay, so you're New locked Orleans at, so isn't. You're, so you're locked at what New Orleans could be in short order. They're at four. If that. I mean, if not, three. Uh, okay. So you've locked yourself in now for a bajillion. For, it's, it's half a billion dollars. Right. For the next five years. And you're going to lock it, yourself into that to it, be the three or the four. Yeah, it's it's four, by the way, because I forgot Golden State. Uh, there you, well, yeah. Golden State without Clay Thompson is not better than. They're not better than the Clippers. Really? No. Okay. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and what? 
Oh, we have Andrew Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins. Woo! And James Weissman. He's fun. And a rookie that I've never seen a play. I've, I've never seen play a game in the NBA. Oh, I think he's going to be good though. He'll be fine, but I'm not. I'm not hedging my bets against the Clippers because of James Weissman. Right. I mean they they are making they they are relevant in the West. Be more relevant if they make another deal. They add another contract. Okay. And what could they do? I I don't know. Where could I mean, they, they go? Could, they can make a run at James Harden. That'd be fun. <laughs> ja- oh, that'd be great. Oh. James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. I, I oh, can see oh, all those oh, guys. Oh, oh you're together. talking about the, I thought you were about the Warriors. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the Warriors. Oh, what can the Clippers do? They can't do anything. That's my point. Right. That's exactly what I'm trying to say here. Mm-hmm. You have tied. It, this is why you don't make trades like that. It's the reason why when they made the deal for Paul George, people like me went, they gave up how many picks to get him? Like, you realize he can call his shot now. He could just show up still hungover from the night before him. What are you going to do? And deals like that set the mark for guys like James Harden. Oh, they're, they're going to be greatly disappointed in what's offered for James Harden. And, and, and organizations like the Houston Rockets who think that they can get whatever they want for a guy who is considered by many to be one of the top ten players in the NBA. Some would say he's in the top five. Well, the fact the Rockets just came out and said the only way we're dealing James Harden to Brooklyn is if we get Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. Yep. I laughed at that until I until I get hurt. Like, I was afraid I was going to pull things. Muzzles in my stomach from laughing so hard. I think right now that is the uh, that is the biggest thing to watch in the NBA. What is going to happen with James Harden? We'll talk more about it coming up later on in the program. Up after the break, though, we've got Green on Green with Jeremy. He's going to give you his picks for tonight in the NFL and in college football. Coffee's the closers on. Get him the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power. Then you get the win. Welcome back to the Sports Thing, ESPN Asheville, 92.9, 880, and 1400. We got two college football games tonight and an NFL game, and one of them is the collision of worlds. First one, we got the Pittsburgh Panthers and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Georgia Tech is a seven-point dog, and they're awful. This team is terrible. Pittsburgh is a different team with Kenny Pickett. And I think they are absolutely going to carve the Yellow Jackets up like a Thanksgiving turkey. Like, didn't the Yellow Jackets beat Florida State this year? Yeah, they did. Okay. Uh, who cares? We're on to new things. <laughs> it's, it, it, don't, hadn't you heard? It's basketball season. Uh, <laughs> give me Pittsburgh minus the seven. Next up, we got Florida Atlantic and Southern Miss. I have picked against Southern Miss all year long because they don't have a coach. They're on their third coach of the year. But... Who's Florida Atlantic's head coach? Oh, uh, dude from Florida State. Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart, yeah. I can't, I cannot give nine points to Willie Taggart. Nope. Give me Southern Miss plus the nine. They're going to win this game. Yeah. Because I hate Willie Taggart that much. I don't, I don't even care. I, I have never rooted harder for a team than I will root for Southern Miss. Tonight. Oh, Southern Miss. Tonight. In the NFL on Thursday Night Football, we got the New England Patriots and the L.A. Rams. The Rams have been bet down to a a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and I think it's stupid. New England can't contend with this team. Jared Goff has been good. Cam Newton has not. Can we please stop doing that? I don't understand how anybody thinks they're going to score with the Rams. 
We're, it's recency bias because they beat the Chargers 45 to nothing. The Rams are not only going to cover this, they're going to cover it. Easy. Give me the Rams minus the four and a half. Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. All right, don't forget when you go by your local Ingalls store, the Ingalls Giving Tree, it's still going on this year, though it's a little bit different than in years past. The annual benefit for Mana Food Bank, feeding families across western North Carolina who are struggling with hunger at each Ingalls store in the 16-county service area of Mana Food Bank. There is available for purchase at the checkout $5 and $10 Ingalls Giving Tree icons representing 20 and 40 meals that will benefit the families that MANA serves. For every dollar donated, MANA can provide four meals to the hungry. So support the Ingalls Giving Tree and uh, and MANA Food Bank today at your local Ingalls. All right, uh, coming up in the next hour, we are going to talk with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels. We'll talk about that Iowa game and... You know how they, I feel like they did a really good job against Luca Garza, the big man. Um, obviously it's perimeter defense is key. We need to figure it out. We need to, <laughs> we need to start playing some perimeter defense. Haven't done it in a while, uh, or at least haven't done it consistently in a while at Carolina. We'll also talk about the big matchup coming up on Saturday between the Tar Heels and the Miami Hurricanes in football. You gonna give us a hint on who you who you like in that game? Nope, nope, not gonna do it. It's the Tar Heels. Spoiler alert, or so he thinks it is. Oh, I think it is. I think I'm, I think I'm pretty spot on on that one. So we'll talk to Jones coming up after the top of the hour here. Uh, also in the next hour, we'll get into more about James Harden, where he may end up in the NBA. Have the Charlotte Hornets done enough? To be relevant this year, that's that's my main question going into the NBA season. To be relevant, to be yeah, in the playoff probably. discussion. Well, I mean, let's put it this way: they're better than the Knicks. Uh-huh. They're better than the Bulls. They're better than the Cavs. They're better than the Pistons. They're probably better than the Magic, and they're probably better than the Hawks. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That puts them squarely in the the heat of the seven, eight, nine, ten. At some point, you have to catch up to the Indiana Pacers, and oh, they're better than the Wizards. The Wizards are bad. They're they're bad. Well, bad, come on, bad, with bad. Russell Westbrook, who just keeps the ball away from Bradley Beal. Yeah, you don't not think that, good. You don't think that's going to work out? No, they won't I be don't. able to coexist at all. No, I do not. I I still I still think Washington got the better out of that deal. At least they got a player that they know can play. Houston, on the other hand, gets John Wall, who hasn't been relevant in three years. Yeah, in that top 100 on ESPN, John yeah. Wall was in the 80s. I he was real close to Seth Curry. Just let that be known. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Russell, West, Russell, Russell Westbrook, meanwhile, had to be in the top 20. 36th. Really? And I thought that was high. That's a little low for me. By the way, I just have to say this to close the hour. Okay. Alabama head basketball coach, coach Nate Oaks was asked, do you think if Coach K hadn't lost his two non-conference games at home that he'd still be playing or still be still be saying that we shouldn't be playing? Nate Oaks' response was, we would 100% should be playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching the question you asked yeah, me, yeah. but you can infer my thought from what I'm going we to say. We should 100% be playing basketball. All it was right. from Mike Rodak.
All right, we'll be back in a minute right here on ESPN Asheville. Women veterans. This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. It's the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Tank Spencer, and he's Jeremy Green. And this hour of the program brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing, wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. In fact, excuse me. We were hanging out earlier today uh, with some of the guys over from uh, Wicked Weed. They have so many great ideas in that company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we tried uh, for the first time today a, a beer that is brewed with donuts. It tastes like a donut hole. It's wonderful. It is fantabulous. It's the donut ale. We now have them in the refrigerator at our uh, sportocracy Wicked Weed Studio. Yes, that is. Uh, the, those are in great danger over the weekend. Uh, yes, I have some that are going to my refrigerator that are in danger um, tonight. Did 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 you steal one of those? I did. I did. I took one of those. Because, I mean, I can't have you guys just hanging around the studio, drinking all the time. We'll never get anything done. So, how much do I, we I just needed to take get the, done anyway? That's true. I needed to take the temptation away. I feel like I, you know, I have to be the voice of reason in all of this. And so, I mean, I'm really doing y'all a favor. Oh, you're doing us a favor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's I'm removing way. temptation. Well, that's a way to look at it, I suppose. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, of course... Through our new partnership with Wicked Weed, you're going to hear about all the fantastic things that they've got going on over there, including becoming the new official craft beer sponsor of, or the official craft beer, I guess, of Furman Athletics. It's a new partnership that they just entered into, as well as uh, being the official beer of the 2020 Maui Invitational that was just held here in Asheville. We are awaiting the call of... Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels. You will hear him on all of the broadcasts. Uh, well, it, all the broadcasts that he can physically make. Um, he has a much more hectic schedule. Than he we does. Do. He does. And, uh, you know, with things changing the way they are, and he has to go through the protocols as well for the team when they travel, going to and fro. And uh, they're going to take on Miami this weekend in football. They also have a basketball game against NC Central. So I don't know. We'll we'll have to ask Jones. Like when when that comes up, do you get to pick and choose, or do they just assign you to the most important role? I, I mean, I'm assuming he's doing the football game, but <laughs> I would think so. That's my thought. I don't know that. Right. I would very much think the same way. But uh, I, I will say again, I was impressed. I was impressed with the young Tar Heels in their game against Iowa. Going up against the you know preseason player of the year in Luca Garza is a tough task for anybody to take on, much less when you consider that the Tar Heels had a uh, wounded slash ailing 
Garrison Brooks going into the game. They've got Dayron Sharp and Walker Kessler, two big men freshmen. And you got Armando Baycott, who's honestly, he's still f- figuring it out. Mm-hmm. He's still learning how to play big time college basketball. And they did a great job of neutralizing Luca Garza. He only had six points in the first half. He had scored in 19 straight games. He had scored 20 points or more. And they snapped that the other night. And I think you could chalk that up as a win. You know who else is figuring out how to play big-time college basketball? Oh, you're, you're, you're a freshman from Florida State? Scotty Barnes. Yeah. He's, is he he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's pretty good at basketball. <laughs> now, he's going to be a one-and-done, right? Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Don't they have him as uh, projected as like a top five next year in the NBA draft? He'll be a lottery guy, yeah. Yeah. He is real, real good. If you don't know why I'm mentioning this, they played Indiana last night in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Went to overtime. It was a very, very good game. And as time's winding down in overtime, he just clears everybody out. Not a great shooter, but I'm taking this one myself. And after he scores it with one, I think it was 1.5 seconds to go, didn't even smile. Just got immediately back, starts calling the defense. He didn't crack a smile until the clock expired. He, in two games, has become one of my favorite Florida State Seminoles ever. <laughs> you have to admit that that is something that you look forward to in a freshman. A freshman that's going to come in and in the first two games of a season already be in business mode. Well, he's also a six nine point guard, which is kind of hard to deal with. A little bit. I didn't know. I didn't quite know how they were going to use him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watching last night, yeah, he's the point guard. He's the guy. He initiates all the offense. Mm-hmm. Leonard Hamilton has done it again. I will say we're playing less guys this year than I'm used to. We only played eight players like legitimate minutes last night. Well, that'll never do. No, we we got to find two more. Leonard <laughs> Leonard needs uh, some hockey shifts. Right. He needs five in, five out. Five in and five out. Exactly. Uh, news today in ACC basketball, NC State has paused for coronavirus cases. All activities have been paused within the Wolfpack program, um, and there is no timetable right now on when they might come back. So we'll see. Their game against Michigan that was supposed to happen last night in the ACC Big Ten Challenge got called off. Uh, their next scheduled game was against Florida Atlantic. That's not going to happen this weekend. So we don't know when they're going to come back. Um, but there you have it. I think it's going to be the case for a lot of schools all throughout the season. And NC State is just the first in the ACC and uh, and in the triangle to have to uh, to have to shut things down. Coach K continues to question whether or not it's a good idea to play in a pandemic you heard jeremy before the top of the hour saying that giving you the alabama coach's response to that was we 100 percent need to be playing basketball right now and and i think he's right it's the difference between an athletic department that has the money that the level of duke basketball has and the one and, and what alabama basketball has mm-hmm. the money at alabama goes into football and nato knows that we need these games to be happening yep we need this tournament to happen mm-hmm by the way, just since we were talking about the ACC Big Ten Challenge, right. this is just one of those anomaly stats that's kind of funny to me. The first night of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, mm-hmm. the Big Ten was 5-1. and one. 
Do you know what they were last night? No. Or they were six and one, actually. They were 0 and four. It wound up six five Big Ten. ACC swept last night. Nice. And that may not have been the case had Michigan State and UVA played. Yeah, I don't like Virginia's. Ch- I wouldn't have liked Virginia's Virginia. chances in that game. I put it that way. I don't way. like Virginia at all. I mean, I do. I, I they win basketball games and it's fine. They have a really annoying cheer. Well, they do that have wah-hoo-wah that wahoo thing drives me nuts. And they've got a who I believe is a really good coach in Tony Bennett. They do, but they are so boring to watch. Sam Hauser's real. I mean, they're a good team. So, they're gonna have to figure out. They're gonna have to figure out how to play together. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, they've already lost to San Francisco. Kent State gave them everything they could handle. So, I mean, but you're gonna see a lot of that in basketball this year. Mm-hmm. These teams that have. I mean, Sam Hauser's the best player on Virginia's team. There's no more Mama Day Diakite. Um, you know, Virginia's lost a lot of guys in the last few years, mm-hmm. and you know now you're trying to figure it out on very light practice. I mean, the senior lead, senior laden teams are going to be really good early on, until these freshman and sophomore led teams can have some time together and figure everything out. One thing that we neglected neglected to talk about uh, earlier in the week is the upset of the century. The upset of the century happened in college basketball. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And literally, it can only be described as the upset of the century. Because it's the first time this happened this century. <laughs> a dude, a D2 school, Fort Hayes State, yep. beat Kansas State on their home floor the other night. Mm-hmm. It's the first time it's happened since 1999. Uh, what, 2000. Oh, was it 2000? 2000, yeah. It was uh, December 18th, 2000. In Lubbock, Texas, Texas Tech lost to Texas A&M Corpus Christi. That was the last time that a non-Division One program had beaten a major conference team on the road. And Fort Hayes State did it against Kansas State earlier this week. And not only did they win, but they dogged them. The final score was eighty-one to sixty-eight. I mean, they had a twenty-point lead in the fourth or in the fourth quarter in the second half, and it makes you question. Like you would, you could expect this to happen at other programs that have you know lesser coaches. I wouldn't expect it from a Bruce Weber team. It it was. I mean, but this it doesn't surprise me at all. This is going to be a weird year. Mm-hmm. There is a reason I am only picking college basketball games when I have to. Because last night, I would have had Maryland. Maryland's super talented. Mm-hmm. Maryland's also super young. And they got smoked by Clemson. Oh, Brad Brownell. Saving his job. I like to call him the cat. Because he has like 94 <laughs> lives. <laughs> right. He's much more than a cat. I've had him getting fired about four of the last six years. And yes. he somehow keeps finding a way to keep his job. Mm-hmm. And then they're good. And then they beat teams they're not supposed to, like Florida State and Duke, who they've beaten in consecutive years. Mm-hmm. And Carolina. Wasn't a great Carolina team. But it wasn't a great Carolina team, but they did break the streak. They did break the... Uh, Which means we never have to talk about that again. The Dean E. Smith Center curse against Clemson. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that anymore. Last year's team took care of it. This year's team... 
bit of a different story. Uh, it was interesting to me, though, in the coverage of the Fort Hayes State-Kansas State game, uh, was that it wasn't the first time that Fort Hayes State had beaten Kansas State. It was the 84th anniversary of their first meeting back in 1936 when Fort Hayes State beat Kansas State 47-25. to They Ooh. won again in 1938 against Kansas State. And then they played them three other times. Uh, but, and got beat but by lost. 706 points in three <laughs> games combined. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe the 1946-1947 games were a little bit closer. 2009, though, I got a feeling that was quite the blowout. Yeah, it probably didn't go well. <laughs> but, I, hey, I'm all for it. I like to see... I like to see the little guy get one every now and then. I hope it's not against my team. <laughs> you can have your wins against whoever you want to, as long as it's not my team, because I don't want that embarrassment hanging around our necks. You oh, look like you're confused about I, something. I, I'm reading this. There's something breaking on Twitter right now that I'm I'm trying to <laughs> confirm it before I say uh, it. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> Unbelievable. The Houston Texans are the weirdest team, and like, can we just do a, a documentary on this Houston Texans thing? Because it is this is the most bizarre team in, in, that I can remember. What did they do? So you know, a few days ago we did the the story on who could possibly be you know coaching candidates and where they could go yes. and jobs that open and things like that. Yes, I told you that there was a guy in charge of the the Houston Texans that had an affiliation with the New England Patriots. Well, his name is Jack Easterby. Yes. They think this is the guy that will be basically the the de facto GM. He's the vice president of football operations. There's a story that has just come out from Sports Illustrated that multiple Texans players feared they were being followed by a team representative while they were away from team facilities. They think it's Jack Easterby. They think he's following players. That's, That's just bizarre. That's like bizarre. I mean, the Houston Texans are. I, I look. I pull for the laughing stock of the NFL, and I f- full well understand that. Mm-hmm. We have a coach whose eyes look like they belong on a pet rock. So, look, I, I understand. <laughs> I am probably not one to talk about dysfunctional franchises, right? But that is insane. The VP of football operations is following players around. So we're just making sure that they're not breaking protocol. For coronavirus, or? basically, what the what the member of the organization said is it's a culture of distrust that they don't trust us to do what we're supposed to do, and they're following us. Yikes! It's not really the thing that you want to you it know the message that you want to send it. out there for you know free agents and stuff. How are you going to expect people to come play for you if you're you know if you're big brothering them all the time? I'm going to, I'm literally, I'm going to, the further I get into this, the weirder it gets. This is verbatim from Sports Illustrated. One player was so convinced he was being followed by someone representing the team that he paid a friend to watch the dark sedan he says observed frequently parked outside his house. He went so far as to log license plate numbers of unfamiliar cars. I mean, that's that's like, wow. This is like an episode of CSI. Right. What is that? Oh, it's, the, it's the worst job in the NFL. The Houston Texans are tapping phones, and it's the worst job in the geez. NFL. I, I'm telling you right now, 
People have talked about, oh, Easterby has a connection with the Patriots. He's going to bring in Nick Cesario and Josh McDaniels. Why would they go there? Right. Why would Josh McDaniels take this job? This is a train wreck. In three years, we have had problems with a coach, the owner, and now, apparently, the de facto GM. Oh, and by the way, you don't have a pick until like 148 in this draft. Good luck. Right. The Houston Texans continue to be the biggest dumpster fire in the NFL, aside from the New York Jets. And that's all over in a couple of weeks. Because once New York gets rid of Adam Gase, I mean, it'll turn around, right? Or will it just be signing up for the next problem? What, with the Jets? Yeah. The Jets will be fine. You think so? Yep, with Bill Cowher. I mean, it hasn't Bill gone. Bill Cowher and Trevor Lawrence. It, it's always been, hey, this next step I, is going to be better, the, and it never is. Do you know how irritated I get with this conversation that you're getting ready to try to, to broach? Because I get this. All the time. Yes. Oh, the Jets have been the laughing stock of the league, but blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, oh, really? Have we now? Uh, yep. You do remember we went to three AFC championship games. Yeah, but none him. of it none of it was easy. I mean, you still had it's all never of the easy. circus around Rex Ryan. and uh, Rex and, Ryan was a bit of a circus. Right. Yes. Matt Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, excuse me. With the, no, we didn't have you know. Matt Sanchez. I don't know who that is, but he was not our quarterback. <laughs> I was mixing him and Matt Barkley together. Uh, Mark Sanchez and the butt fumble and all that. It always seems to be, no matter how good it trends, well, Todd it's Bowles was going a train wreck. to blow up at some point. Todd Bowles was a train wreck, and Adam Gase has been worse. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I, I've said this on this show. It's been repeated on numerous other shows. This is the most attractive job in the NFL. Of the jobs that will come open, this is the most attractive job, and it's not even close. Because you have a generational talent at quarterback that's getting ready to fall in your lap, and you have a bajillion dollars, and you have a GM that, oh, by the way, you, you, you want to talk about... How bad this team's been? You know what hasn't been bad? The rookies. Mm-hmm. The guys he drafted have been just fine. Yes. And I'm telling you, there are going to be good coaches that line up to associate with him. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're going into this with, you know, fresh eyes and that you can you can be hopeful for the future for your franchise. Well, I mean, we just have a, there's a lot of reasons to be. We're yes. not the Houston Texans or the Detroit Lions Agreed. or the Jacksonville Jaguars or I mean, I keep doing this. The Chicago Bears. Right. And yes, the Jets' job is more... Oh, the Eagles are... That's a whole nother level. (laughs) Right. You have two quarterbacks, and I don't think combined they equal one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's... I I hear this a lot. We do two shows a day. There's a lot of comments. There's a lot of people that at me on Twitter, at ESPN. I I just don't understand what it is that people are saying. I understand we're Mm 0-12. We're holding on to a coach because we know he, he gives us the best opportunity to lose. Because the only thing that can make this not the most attractive job in this cycle is if we screw up and win a game. Right. It's the one thing we don't want to do. But hey, even if you do that, you get Justin Fields. Stop it. Don't even say that out loud. Don't even say that out loud. Nope. Don't put that in the air. You are the kiss of death, and if it happens, I, 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 I don't. Nope. 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 Not happening. Trevor Lawrence, my quarterback. Let's go. ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Where will James Harden end up? We'll talk about it next right here in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You're in the Sports Tank. Ice up, son. Ice up. 
Thanks, Spencer and Jeremy Green here on ESPN Asheville. You can take the sports tank with Jeremy Green everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to it live or on demand. We do have the NBA season kicking off tomorrow. Preseason gets underway. Training camp's already happening. Uh, it's been... What did I see earlier today? It's been like 260-some days for the eight teams that weren't invited to the bubble since they played. Uh, It'll be like 80 days for the ones who just finished up the season in the NBA Finals for the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers. It's quite the discrepancy between uh, between the teams, but... Charlotte Hornets get things underway Saturday evening in the first uh, the first exhibition game going up against the Toronto Raptors. There are only three exhibition games for all of the teams. Toronto's doing their thing down in Tampa. I'll be interested to see how that goes. Shockingly enough, they were uh, you know ahead of the curve and and picked a home before the season actually started unlike their baseball team in Toronto. Yeah, I wonder if uh, <laughs> the Blue Jays will figure that out before opening day this year. <laughs> we hopefully we won't have these restrictions in place uh by the time baseball season starts in what late March early April. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we won't be doing this still. But until then, I'm sure they'll they'll set up shop in Buffalo. Now, we had the big news today in the NBA of Paul George signing the max extension with the Los Angeles Clippers. Over the next five years, he's going to earn $226 million. That's a lot. That is quite a lot. A lot of money is on the table for James Harden as well. Well... He's already got his contract, but he's looking to go elsewhere. He doesn't want to be in Houston anymore. He'd be open to trades. And some odds makers have put out a list of the favorites to land James Harden in a trade. Miami is number one on the list. They're at plus 250 odds to land James Harden in a trade. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around this because every team, it appears, does have a deal that they can do to get James Harden. Why would you want to, though? Again. I mean, who does he legitimately make better? Uh, Houston. Does he, though? Uh, without him, they will be awful. Okay, trade him to Brooklyn for that deal with Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert and... Every other asset the Nets have, they're every bit as good as they are right now. Because they're not good. Houston's at best the sixth best team in the West. With James Harden. I I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And I mean, they're going to figure out. uh, All right, you tell me I I have a starting lineup of Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, and Christian Wood. Okay, I'm still sixth in the West. I'm still better than the Pelicans. I'm still better than a lot of these teams. The Grizzlies. Yep. I'm still better than all of them. And I'm younger, and I don't have to deal with James Harden. Okay. I'm good. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, Houston has turned around and apparently now said that the only way they'll do a deal with the Brooklyn Nets is if Kyrie or KD are included in that deal. And you're out of your mind. Yeah, I don't think that take's going to age well. They're going to figure out quick. Everybody in the NBA knows exactly what James Harden is. Mm-hmm. He's not going to make anybody better. He's going to score a ton of points. He's going to be a sieve on defense. Yep. And if he's any better than the second option, you're not even worth talking about. He's going to be a volume shooter like he always has been. Mm-hmm. And he can hit them. But he's got to take 30 of them to be relevant. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I'm not a James Harden fan. I haven't been a James Harden fan. But he's still a name, and I think that draws a lot of attention from franchises. Now, Miami is that's the one that doesn't make the most sense, or that doesn't make sense to me is why they the odds makers would put them as the favorite right now. Because they have the most assets. Right. They have the most assets, but I don't see Pat Riley making a deal to send all of his young talent to Houston for James Harden. I I don't I mean, you think with you. that you think I, I, it, it, they're not can going, anybody they're not gonna right can anybody think though wh- or why would anybody think that Pat Riley would be in for a guy like James Harden he wouldn't be and and why anybody would think that I have absolutely no idea okay I'm just making sure because you you know we always say you know you for the most part trust Vegas trust the odds makers they know more than we do. Mm-hmm. I can't wrap my head around they would, why they would think that the Heat would be a favorite. Because any deal that you could put together that Houston would accept, there's no way. There's no way that Pat Riley would go through with any of it. Nope. Because what Houston has said they want back is they want a you know they want a young cornerstone piece for a franchise, multiple first round picks, plus role players. The Heat don't even don't have the, worth that. the Heat don't even have the salaries to make it work. They'd have to give every player on the team, not named Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. It's it makes no sense, none, and it's not going to happen. Yeah. If if James Harden gets traded, it's to one of two teams. It's either to Philadelphia or to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That's it. There there is no one else. There's not a mystery third team that's going to jump into this. Right. Uh, the odds are Miami plus two fifty. Brooklyn plus 275, the Raptors plus 350. Now, what would they have to give up? Uh, Ananobi. Everything. <laughs> they have to give up uh, Ananobi and uh, Siakam <laughs> to get that deal done. It would take Siakam. You think so? It, it might take both of them, yeah. Right. I mean, but why would you want to do that? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. And now you're going to have to play three guards all the time. So Kyle Lowry, who's an aging Kyle Lowry. Right. And Van Vliet. And Harden. That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the Philadelphia 76ers, who are plus 500. Yeah, and I they, keep laughing at the thought that they're going to give up Ben Simmons for uh, James Harden. It's not going to happen. No. No. They, might, they would give up Tobias Harris because his contract is a, it's a booger. Albatross. Wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. He's still a good enough. He's still a good player. True. But, I mean, it's it's a serious deal. Yeah. I mean, and there has been a ton of talk about James Harden. It, here's the thing. It works out nicely with one team. That's it. And that's the Brooklyn Nets. 
And the quicker Houston figures this out, the better. Right. He's already forced his way out of town once. So that was in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. He just he wasn't a big enough name at that point for people to realize how contentious it got. And and you know what they got? Uh, Kevin Martin and a bunch of picks. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah. But he's worth so much more now, isn't he? Mm, not On really. name alone and recognition, you know, name well, recognition and MVPs then. and. He's got okay. all of these accolades. Okay. He's been to one conference finals. Mm-hmm. That's it. As the guy. He's been in Houston since 2012, 2013. Been there eight years. He's been to one conference finals. Yeah, I'm now the, now apparently the Bucks are being thrown into this. As the, That would be Middleton, DJ Wilson, and Dante DiVincenzo. But they don't get any with, picks. No, because they're they're already killed in picks. Right. So are the Heat, and so are the Clippers, and so are a ton yeah. of other teams. Yeah. I mean, Milwaukee gave up three first-round draft picks to get Drew Holiday into town. Yep, and you can't give them up in consecutive years. No. Nope. So, I, I just to me, the quicker Houston figures out, he's A, not worth what you think he is. So you either better ride this out and find a way to – I don't know if there is a way to appease him at this point. You boo-booed when you hired Steven Silas. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to make this work with him, you probably should have talked that over with him. Right. And so you brought in a first-time head coach. Now you've got a point. You traded Russell Westbrook for another headache point guard that's like a younger version of, a more hurt version of Russell Westbrook. Do you know that they didn't have any conversations with James Harden about the coach? I don't. But I don't think they would have hired him had they known it because he literally got contentious the minute he was hired. I don't know. Uh, Maybe they did talk to him and James Harden was like, yeah, go ahead and hire him. Go ahead and hire him. Because I'm not coming back regardless. Did Did you hear the <laughs> comment from Stephen Silas when Harden finally came in the building the other day? No. They asked him, because he had already said, we haven't had any talks. I haven't talked to James through this. Right. He was First he said, I'm giving it space. Yeah. And then he said it was a setback when he didn't report. Yeah. So when he actually showed up, what did he say? Uh, we said hello. That was the gist of oh, their exchange. Gosh. He said, we said hello. Yeah. That's it. That's good job, guys. Good job, Houston. This is going to get bad. It's going to get contentious, and the quicker you fix it, the better. Yeah. But you better be happy with Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie because that's what you're going to get. I think they should be. I I don't disagree. I don't understand what it is they're seeing. They get the better end of that deal. (laughs) I think they do as well. And then Brooklyn gets the headache. Yes. I mean, because that's definitely going to be a headache. And now we have three headaches on one team. This will be fun. Exactly. oh, 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 and by the way. Our head coach is a first-time coach that we don't even know if he can coach. <laughs> it's going to be the Brooklyn Nets brought to you by Motrin. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, KFC has a recipe for seduction. That's a recipe for a headache. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, tomorrow, tomorrow's the day that the new restrictions in the state of North Carolina go into place. The uh, the social distancing, quarantining, cor- coronavirus guidelines of the you know ten a.m. or ten p.m. to five a.m. curfew and uh, you know mask mandates and what what, what was the other one? I don't, I don't know. It was, <laughs> but when you think that you know. This is just too much. These 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 requirements are just too much for us to handle. At least you don't live in Belgium. Are, are you about to tell a coronavirus restriction story? I am. So am I. 
Oh, nice. Mine's funny, though. Uh, I think mine's pretty good as well. Uh, Belgium has some new guidelines for Christmas gatherings for the people, and the country's interior minister has now said that, okay, you can have Christmas gatherings, but you're going to be limited to inviting four people outside of your household. Now, those four people, they have to stay in the garden, which is, I guess, in I guess in Belgium, they refer to that as your front yard. And they say, you can have four guests that don't live in your household, but they have to stay outside. They can't come into the house. Not even if they have to go to the bathroom. In fact, you can only let one of your guests come into the, in, into the house to use the lavatory. If any of the other three have to go, then they're either going to have to go in your yard or your garden, or they're going to have to go home. And the uh, the interior minister there actually said that uh, that was part of the whole design of this plan, is that if you got to go, then it's going to be worth it for you to just go home, which is where we want you to be anyway. So you <laughs> so you actually told a coronavirus bathroom story. Oh uh, yeah. Me too. China's Aviation (laughs) Authority released new coronavirus safety guidelines that include the suggestion that flight attendants wear diapers to avoid using blade lavatories. Oh. I want to be informed if I am on any of these flights. Yeah, I need to know that. The Civil Aviation Administration of China titled uh, Technical Guidelines for Epidemic Prevention and Control for Airlines. Can we name things smaller, less less stuff? I need less words and titles. <laughs> Offer suggestion for hygiene practices to prevent flight crew members from contracting the coronavirus. The document, which includes recommendations for use of medical masks and other personal protective equipment, drew attention online for one unusual suggestion. It is recommended that cabin crew members wear disposable diapers and avoid using the lavatories, barring special circumstances to avoid infection risks. Oh, man. They want your flight crew to wear diapers. Nothing says Christmas like dutying outside and dutying on yourself. (laughs) Merry Christmas. I was going to say, nothing says uh, responsible hygiene like... (laughs) Disposable yeah. diapers. Jeez. I'm going to need I think it's I'm hilarious we that. both pulled stories without talking to each other that were in <laughs> almost the exact same lane. That's hilarious to me. I mean, but look, just just wear your mask. I mean, at least that's all they're asking like, us to do here is wear your mask. Like, uh, there, I, I, they're asking people to wear diapers. I just, I just, I just, I, I have to say this. Somebody said this out loud. And everybody in the room didn't immediately go, well, that's stupid. We can't say that. <laughs> oh, no, that totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Why would we want, you know, the four people that might be on the airplane, why would we add them to the mix and to you know let what's them sad? use the, the bathroom? And what's sad and what really scares me is there's at least a small percentage of the population that'll do it. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Wear disposable diapers to work, nonetheless, Mm -hmm. because 2020. (laughs) I'm sure. But here's the thing: once you once it's been used, 
like don't you have to go to the bathroom to to to, to, to handle you that? You know what I. I would think so. Never done it myself. Right. Don't know. I don't either. I just shared that story on my Twitter at Jay Green ESPN. But I have been a father who's had to change those in the past, and I do. I have. I do know that if you if you leave it there, it's going to cause problems. Probably much more problems than would be caused if you just went to the bathroom in the airplane. But again, I'm not a doctor. What do I know? Apparently, China's got it all figured out. I mean, isn't that the one thing that we've learned in 2020? China's got it figured out, right? Yeah. They know what they're doing. Good Lord. The NBA, by the way, uh, crafting policy to manage the widespread use of coronavirus vaccines. Now they're having the discussion, Adam Silver and company, on just what the policy is going to be once the vaccines become available. Where do you, you know, everybody had a problem, or I won't say everybody, but a lot of people had a problem with the NBA being able to get their hands on tests. Remember when that was a thing and everybody's like, oh, it's so irresponsible for these, you know, for these multimillionaire basketball players to be getting these tests when there are all these people in the community that could, you know, that need access to the tests. We need more tests. And how are you going to feel when these NBA players are getting the vaccines? That's, that's one of the big bridges that we have to cross now and i think it's going to be up to you know it should or it should be up to uh local and state governments to i guess figure out who's going to get access first because i i think we all can agree that there are certain portions of the population that need to have early access or or first access to all of this to all of the vaccines the elderly you got your healthcare workers, everybody who's, you know, essential workers that are being exposed or could be exposed to the virus. Um, but there is a thought, apparently, amongst uh, health officials, though, that maybe they can use the NBA as one of the test models. Like, oh, look, here we have all of these basketball players that are getting it, and they're being able to play indoors and, and, you know, I don't know if they're going to repeal some of the protocols and stuff once a certain number gets vaccinated or whatever. But there, there have been talks apparently with between the NBA and health officials about using these players basically as the the example to prove to people that it's safe. What do you say, Jeremy? Would would, would that do anything to sway you? about the the coronavirus vaccine if you saw all of the basketball players getting it and it actually doing what it's supposed to do or appearing to do what it's supposed to do no no it wouldn't okay i think it's a fair question to ask because there are a lot of people who are concerned i'm one of them i'll 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 come out and, and tell you i'm one of them i don't know what i feel about a vaccine and i don't know i know that i'm not going to be the first in line I'm going to have to see it in practice before you're going to get me on board with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's too out of the out of the realm for me to to believe that way. And there are a lot of people that believe that same way. I mean, there are some that just refuse they're not going to do it at all. But I think the, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way that the NBA is, would be used as a test case for this. I do think it's 
you know, I think they're kind of kidding themselves, though, when they say in the reports about this that they believe that the vast majority of basketball players are going to be down with taking the vaccine. Well, 65% of people aren't. Right. That's what I'm saying. The, we just did a poll on that a day ago. Yeah. So that's the, and that's kind of my point. I don't know how many basketball players are going to be really cool with doing it. And does it come to a point where the NBA tries to make them do it? Which that'll be a fun fight to have. Jeez. But yeah, there was a Wall Street Journal report on Sunday that some health officials support early vaccination for professional athletes to demonstrate its effectiveness and the safety in a high-profile manner. So... Not only, not only, you know, will they be getting it, but they're going to be used as like the guinea pigs for it. Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey not expected to play versus the Denver Broncos this week. This one just uh, rolling down within the last hour on ESPN. Matt Rule telling reporters today that uh, at this point he does not expect McCaffrey to play. He was limited in practice this week because of a quad injury. Of course, he had the shoulder injury that kept him out for the past three games. Uh, the, The quad injury apparently popped up during a private workout last week at some point. And now this will be, what, four games in a row that Christian McCaffrey has missed. He, um, He's missed six games. I've said for weeks they should just shut him down. Shut him down. I agree with you, Jeremy. All right. We got a monkey knife fight tonight, Thursday night football. We'll talk about it all up next right here on ESPN Asheville. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the beers that build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, or place an order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com. If you haven't set your account up yet, what are you waiting on? There's free money that we give out on this program over and over and over again. MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Daily fantasy sports props. It's a whole lot of fun. Set your account up today. Uh, with your initial investment, MonkeyKnifeFight.com will match that investment up to $50. And they'll give you a $5 free play that you can use to win the free money that Jeremy tries to give you. Every day at monkeyknifefight.com. And all you got to do is use the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K, at monkeyknifefight.com. So tonight is Thursday night football. we got the Rams and the Patriots. Uh, what's the play? I am playing the more or less 3x3 5x multiplier. I am taking more than 265.5 passing yards for Jared Garf. Less than 167.5 for Cameron Newton. And over 5.5 receptions for Cooper Cup. Okay. I think this is free money. Still, <laughs> right. The, because they're not, the Rams are not going to be able to run particularly well in New England. Mm-hmm. They have 100 running backs. I keep hearing people talking about Cam Akers. Cam Akers is trending on Twitter right now. He's been okay for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Nothing 
I mean, he hadn't been great. No, he scored a he scored a few touchdowns. That's he's very he's a touchdown dependent RB three. That's where he's at. Yeah. But the one thing we know they're going to be able to do is throw because Jared Garf has done that time and time and time again. Right. <clears throat> and Cam Newton was what a hundred and sixty hundred sixty seven and a half. I'll take the under. Seven and a half. I get Aaron Donald. You get Cam Newton. Okay then. <laughs> and I I'm think- just looking in the in the in, in the last few games. So against the Chargers, Cam threw for sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Against Arizona, he threw for eighty four. Yep. He's only gone over that that mark like four times this year. Jeez. Mm-hmm. All right. So there you go. There's there's your free money portion. Yeah, and you're gonna and you're gonna have Stephon Gilmore on Robert Woods tonight. So I I look for Cooper Cup to have a pretty big a pretty big night. Yes, I would expect the same. MonkeyKnifefight.com. Again, go create your account today. Use the promo code Tank T A N K. Match your they will match your initial investment up to fifty dollars and also give you that five dollar free play as well that you can use. On any of the games, the rapid fire, the more or less, the touchdown dance, they've got all kinds of games on there that are real fun to play. Those guys have been fantastic to us through this whole year. Uh, people ask me all the time, what's the best way to support us? That's the best way to support us. Monkey because they have, been, they have been there for us in, in throughout this entire year. Sometimes in I don't even understand ways that they have been. Just emails of what do you need? Right. Those guys have been phenomenal to us. Uh, the New England Patriots coming off a forty-five to nothing beatdown of the Los Angeles Chargers, and uh, you know people are overvaluing it. Uh huh. But they, I mean, they have played close games with good or teams that we think are good throughout the season. The Cardinals, the Ravens. The Bills, the Seahawks, they were in all of those games. Mm -hmm. Didn't win them all. There you go. But they ran them. They're not going to win tonight either. I don't think so either. Give me Jared Garf and the fighting L.A. Rams. See, because to me, I think tonight is a perfect spot for uh, the Rams to show out. I agree. And for the Rams to make a statement. Going into the playoffs, we're coming down to the, the final stretch of the year. The Rams are kind of in this mix in the NFC where, you know, I mean, we, we, we believe that they're good, but they haven't really set themselves apart and made a statement as a Super Bowl contender for a lot of people. For me, I, I think they are. I thought, I've thought they were one of the most complete teams in the NFL since the beginning of the year because they can just do it all except for run the ball. They haven't done that particularly well. <laughs> they pick their spots. At times, they've been able to move the ball on the ground, but for the most part, uh, do you think uh, Aaron Donald is going to be able to get after Cam Newton tonight? Oh yeah, early and often. Well, let's face it: the Patriots need a small act of God to get in the playoffs. Yes, this game matters more to the Rams mm-hmm. because the Rams really, you know, just would. They, I mean, you want to be as good of a seed as you can be. Oh yeah, yeah, and and they're they're tied in the division. Well, here's the thing: I would much rather, much rather, go in as the division champion, mm-hmm. playing Minnesota or Arizona, as going in as the first wild card and playing well, <laughs> the Washington <laughs> football team. Whoops! But you don't get a game at home. All right, I 
I didn't think that one. They- <laughs> but they wouldn't necessarily be the first wild card. No, they wouldn't. They're not guaranteed to be that. No, they're not. Uh, I think Tampa's got a real shot at getting that spot because I don't. I don't really foresee them having another loss this year. Their their schedule's pretty easy going down the stretch. This game matters more to the Rams than it does to the Patriots, in my opinion. Now, see, I don't know about that. It's more. It's There's- more important. To the Patriots, but th- they need a lot of help. Yes. There's, the Rams control their own destiny. Yes. I think you win, you're fine. I think it might be more important to Bill Belichick and, the, and to the Patriots, but there's more on the line that's for the, for the Rams. Good, that's a good way to put that. Yeah. That's what I meant. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. That'll wrap it up for us today. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning in the Sportsocracy, at the Sportsocracy on all the social medias. Be sure to like it, share it, and follow it. The debut of the West Virginia Gambler.